homily for the third Sunday of Lent, St. Mary's Church, Grand Forks, March 15th, 2020. As we begin, let's continue to hold a special prayer intention in our hearts for people here in this country and throughout the world who have been suffering from the coronavirus and for those who are being most impacted by the threat of this illness and that those who are in authority, especially in medical sciences, may continue to assist the world in getting the upper hand on this pandemic. Amen. Bread and water are the staples of sustaining physical life. All by themselves, they don't make for an appetizing diet. But see what happens when you try to do without them. Moses felt the wrath of his kinsmen's anger when the food ran out. Yes, the Egyptians were far in the rearview mirror. Their soldiers washed into the sea. But Moses complained to God that the people would run out of patience. The answer to his prayers comes in the form of two miracles. A mysterious food they called manna. Literally, the word means, what is this? So the people each day were gathering and eating, what is this? Which they collected every morning, and water flowing from a huge rock which Moses struck with his staff. God provided for this large nation on the move in a way they themselves could not have imagined. Move forward now to what we see of Jesus' compassion. Sir, give me this water so that I may not be thirsty the Samaritan woman tells him. She knew that she had both a natural thirst and a spiritual, supernatural thirst. From her conversation with Jesus, she came to believe that both of these thirsts would be satisfied. Without harshness or contempt, Jesus awakened in her both a spiritual thirst and the courage to satisfy that thirst through faith in him. A similar episode happens later on in this gospel. After having multiplied five loaves and two fish to feed an enormous crowd, the Lord traveled on to the town of Capernaum. Recognizing him as the wonder worker from the previous day, a group of people catch up to him. Jesus warns them not to concern themselves over food that perishes, but to look for the bread he alone gives, which endures to eternal life. And someone in the crowd replies, Sir, give us this bread always. Bread and water are the staples of sustaining physical life, but here we have so much more. Rivers of living water will flow for us to drink and be renewed in the Spirit. And the bread of life, made possible by our humble Savior and through his priesthood, nourishes our souls. Could anyone have dared to demand that God feed his children thus, with his very self? And yet that's exactly what happens. The Gospel readings for the next three weeks have a special characteristic. Each one is a little longer than we're accustomed to, but all that means is that God is pouring out even more blessings upon us. In addition to the Samaritan woman, we will hear about Jesus' healing of a man born blind, and his raising Lazarus from the dead. St. John's style is not to take a snapshot of the scene and run along, that is, giving a bare-bones account of who was there and what happened. No, he kicks off his sandals, 
flops on the couch, and stays a while. This is an important gift to us because St. John has a way of probing deep into the mystery of the person of Christ. Sometimes when we pray with the Gospels, it feels like our Lord is barnstorming into a new city every day. Well, here he is in no hurry, entering into the kind of dialogue that feels extraordinary and lavish. That is just how Jesus wishes to interact with us. He has all kinds of time for us. Do we really not have time for him? Or are we maybe so distracted by everything else going on in our lives that we restrict him? An hour here today, that's all well and good, but when else? Let's carefully examine the case of this Samaritan woman. She has an impressive knowledge of her religious background, as well as an impressive courage in staying there with Jesus and not allowing shame to send her running away. But there are things in her personal life that are morally inauthentic. That is, they cannot abide with a godly life. Why do you suppose we were told that she came to the well around noon? Historians inform us that the prime time for gathering water was early in the morning so that you could have it to conduct your household duties all day. This woman could have come earlier too, but maybe the brood gathered there would revile her and give her a hard time because they knew what kind of woman she was. Maybe she, she concluded it wasn't worth the static and would arrive later when she knew they would be gone. So in her encounter with Jesus, the woman faced a twofold problem. As a Samaritan, she was used to many Jews treating her like a second-class citizen, and on top of that, she was the village outcast. But to her undying credit, this woman took her medicine. She resolved that for too long she had been in the bondage of the evil one. Here was her chance to break those bonds so that she could begin to live a noble, holy life as a true daughter of Israel. Her acquaintances might have been skeptical at first, but she never doubted the Lord's claim that he was the long-awaited anointed one. She permitted him to show her a new path for her life. Notice how soon her fortunes changed. Mere moments after being the penitent in need of mercy and healing, this woman became the evangelist, telling her neighbors, Come see this man for yourselves. Overjoyed at the gift of Christ's purifying love, she saw this gift as being too good to remain a secret. Could anyone else have proclaimed the good news of new life and forgiveness more faithfully than she did that day? This woman was a walking gospel lesson and an illustration of how the Lord always comes in search of those who are lost. Everyone, regardless of the mountains from their past that stand in the way, can find Jesus, who gives the faith to move mountains. Where else can we go to satisfy the hunger and thirst in our souls? Christ alone is our living water and daily bread. This Lent, let us ask the Lord for these gifts, so that we will find strength in them for the rest of our lives. Amen.